Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm concerned about what's going on in the economy, and I'm sure you are too. And you know, one of the things that really impact a lot of us is uh, real estate, especially commercial real estate, especially out here in, in uh, California, where most of my listeners are. But of course, all across the country, that can be a concern. So my first guest today is going to help clear some things up for us. He is uh, Chris Derizga from uh, Voit, Voit Real Estate Services here in Irvine, California. And we're going to talk about uh, what they do there, which is commercial real estate brokerage, and they specialize in office and industrial properties, helping tenants, business owners, and investors lease, purchase, purchase and sell office and industrial buildings. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. Chris, uh, you know, before we get into the, the meat of the matter, I know we have some interesting questions about an update on what's going on locally with the, real est- the commercial real estate market. Um, before we get into that, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and uh, what you do there at Voight Real Estate Services. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks again for having me. Really excited to be here. Uh, I'm a commercial real estate broker with Voight Real Estate. Uh, my specialty is in office and industrial properties, uh, just as you said, helping uh, business owners, uh, investors, landlords, uh, lease, buy, and sell office and industrial properties uh, throughout Southern California. And uh, Chris, how long have you been at that? I've been doing it a little over eight years. Uh, grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, around commercial real estate development there. Um, so right from a young age, I was on uh, uh, on the job site, uh, pretending I was uh, driving the heavy equipment, moving the moving <laughs> earth, and watching. Uh, uh, in, in that time, it was uh, retail and, and hotels uh, get constructed and leased up, and ultimately, you know, sold uh, at the uh, at the end of the, the process. So uh, I was in uh, in the space from a very young age and always knew I wanted to do that and uh, just ended up in Southern California to, you know, uh, lay down some, some new roots and uh, go from there. So it's been, uh, it's been a nice ride the last eight years and uh, can't complain. Well, you couldn't have uh, come to a more interesting marketplace. We have such a, a mixed range of uses for commercial real estate in Southern California and it's it's kind of nonstop from uh, Los Angeles to San Diego and, and even above Los Angeles area. So there, there's a lot of commercial real estate. So what's going on? What would you say the uh, uh, the status of the, Cal- the uh, commercial real estate market is in Orange County these days? Uh, Orange County specifically, the you know the local market is strong. Uh, there is. 
positive rent growth has been a consistent uh, theme quarter after quarter the last uh, you know 10 12 quarters or so uh, tenant and business demand is strong you know uh, business owners and tenants looking for space whether they need to expand their their operations or uh, just do a you know a little bit of a um, uh, revitalize or revitalization of their current situation and um, that's on the business tenant side of the equation. If you go to some of the property owners, uh, investors, and landlords, uh, we've seen a little bit over 2.5 million square feet of new product delivered to Orange County's uh, uh, market in the last 12, 18 months, and we're set to see another, uh, about another million, million and a half square feet come online here in the next six months as well. So um, really active on, on really all the fronts, and, um, you know, there, there's no problem filling them. There's no problem buying them or selling them. So, again, the fundamentals are strong. People are, are, are cautiously optimistic. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you see that in the transaction volume and, and velocity. Yeah, and then um, after 2008, for several years, there was kind of a moratorium on on building new uh, commercial real estate for quite a while there. Did, how far behind did, did that get us? I mean, it's kind of a, a double whammy. You have uh, uh, a lack of building during during a period of time there, and then you have an economy that comes roaring back to life the last few years, so a lot more people looking for, for uh, properties and real estate. Um, at what point do you think, or, or do we do we catch up from that trend? Um, are we are we getting close to that? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that. That's a really good question, Bill. There's actually two two really important components uh, to to that question, and and one is, you know, for for developers and investors to you know justify the cost and risk. Uh, associated with building new buildings and and developing and redeveloping there's a there's not only a supply and demand balance that has to be met but rent uh, rent uh, levels and rent growth have to be at a certain level and on a specific uh, you know trajectory upward trajectory to justify the cost and the risk and the timelines that are associated with that type of work on the other side of this is Back in the time you're talking, you know, the, the Great Recession and, and shortly thereafter, Orange County was the, – the local economy was not as diversified as it is today. Uh, and what I mean by that is you had mortgage companies, uh, real estate-related lenders uh, of a variety of different types, you know, that were headquartered here in Orange County. They occupied – a significant, significant portion of the of the market here, and when the bottom of the market blew out uh, in '08, you saw all those guys disappear overnight, and it was everywhere from the <clears throat> excuse me from the one-off uh, you know sole proprietor um, businesses all the way to you know the the household names like a a cash call or someone of that sort, and everywhere in between. So you saw a market go from you know, very stable occupancy levels to 40, 50, sometimes 60% vacant overnight. And it, it takes a long time to backfill those types of spaces. And, and that was why it was a little bit of a slow crawl coming out of that, uh, that last recession. Right. That, that all makes sense. And then <clears throat> I guess, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the listeners of this show 
our, our baby boomer business owners that are thinking about, you know, maybe they, they've been in business a long time. They, uh, they, they're more likely than not to own a building. Um, maybe it's 50-50, but a lot of them own their own commercial real estate that they operate out of. And they're saying, you know, I'm thinking about uh, maybe uh, getting out of my business in the next few years, and I'm not sure whether I should think about selling my building. Um, and if I, if I am going to sell my building, I wonder if now is a good time or if I should hang in there for a few years. Um, and one, you know, one of the issues I think that, that we hear about a lot is that too much legislation and, and high taxes are, are starting to drive businesses out. Let's talk about specifically in the small and mid-sized spaces out there these days, because that would probably be mostly what our listeners uh, uh, occupy. Um, should they be concerned about um, uh, uh, any kind of a move-out rumbling that they hear because of high high costs and uh, legislation and taxes to operate in California? Wow, that's that's a loaded question. I mean, just you know, talking to the you know the small and medium-sized business owners. I mean, in, in my experience and and my. Uh, clientele that you know they they stay on uh, on top of it. They're tracking the legislation. They're ta- tra- tracking the changes in the in the business uh, environment. But um, majority of them, the vast majority of them, I see them you know continuing to you know quote unquote put up with it and continuing to conduct business as they have for the last ten twenty. 30 years or more, whatever it ends up being. Um, you start, a lot of people get hung up with the headlines in the news that, you mm-hmm. know, Toyota's moving out, they went to Texas, you have, uh, you know, uh, certain um, big time corporate uh, conglomerates that are, you know, making the headline news and, and going elsewhere. Um, for those guys, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a totally different conversation and, and, um, and uh, factors that go into that decision. But the small and medium sized guys, they uh, by and large are staying in place, staying put and uh, continuing as, as they have been. That's, that's a good tip. Good advice for our listeners. Appreciate that. You know, one of the things I think people worry about is, uh, is, is there going to be a point at which enough is enough and the building that they're in can't be turned over? But what you're saying is, hey, California real estate is California real estate. It's, uh, it, there's always going to be some kind of a demand for it. So, so far, uh, what I'm hearing from you is that things, things seem to be pretty good uh, in California uh, market, in the California market right now. What are your clients talking about and what are they concerned about? Yeah, I mean, I, you're you're spot on. I mean, as far as the the sentiment, uh, I think more people are having a trouble or you know a little bit of concern over the um, the split role legislation that is going to be on the 2020 ballot next year and uh, the rent control measures as well. I think those are and those to your your last question, Bill, are really going. Those are what the you know the property owners and investors are worrying about. It's not. I mean, they may be a business owner at the same time, but those are the conversations that I'm having where people are, you know, they're either um, uh, taking some chips off the table or, or pumping the brakes to kind of see how things shake out um, with with rent control and, and potential split roll uh, initiative next year. Um, that that's what people are talking about the most uh, at the moment. For those that aren't familiar, can you briefly describe the the split role uh, concept? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, the split rule concept has to do with how um, your property's uh, uh, tax basis is assessed and um, the is increases associated with uh, with said property. Um, the 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 people that are gonna that are exposed the most are the people that have owned an asset, whether it's an apartment building, an office building, um, for 20, 30 years, maybe longer, and they have a uh, a tax basis that's you know next to nothing. Those are the guys and gals that are going to get um, in the deep. You know, they're going to get in the hot water um, more so than someone that's you know owned a property uh, you know three to five years and. Um, has been a little bit more of a, an active manager or investor on that type of asset. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, so what are some of the projects that uh, you find yourself working on these days, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, so I specialize in office and industrial properties, and I work with both tenants and business owners, um, helping them lease space, whether it's renewing or restructuring a, an existing lease or helping them relocate their business to expand or contract. Um, and that's, that's primarily on the leasing side. On the ownership side, I'm helping um, owners of office and industrial buildings um, fill the buildings, uh, implement value-add strategies, and once those strategies are complete, um, help them uh, and guide them through the disposition process and, and move on to the next uh, next investment. So a little bit of everything, uh, but the, again, the focus is in office and industrial properties um, only. In, in commercial real estate, you each product type, office, industrial, retail, multifamily, they're all... Um, very, very specialized areas of the industry, and people specialize by property type. Um, that's where um, you really differentiate yourself and become an expert in the particular field is by product type. Um, you know, you can be a jack of all trades and, and get away with it, but you're not going to, you know, really be doing the best for your clients or, or uh, you know, centers of influence on deals you work on. <clears throat> And one thing I know about you, though, is that you also uh, belong to a very heavily networked group called Provisors that really makes uh, makes you valuable to your clients as far as being able to find and refer to people that might have other needs, whether it's uh, uh, in and around uh, real, the real estate market or, or other areas. So that's that's an awesome thing to be able to do for your clients. And I understand that you offer a free uh, evaluation for, for potential clients to help them understand some some things about their their lease or their operating expenses. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Actually, the um, you know commercial real estate. Everyone says commercial real estate, and it's it's kind of ooh ah, but no one really knows you know the the specifics and what someone does or doesn't do or how they provide value to their clients. And I have found that the free consult or the evaluation, whatever you want to call it, is is a good way to just open up that discussion because every single real estate transaction or every single real estate situation is different and has its own nuances. So for example, if you're a you know, let's say you're a law firm and you you lease space and you know you have a lease and it's come and due. Um, the best thing you can do is to sit down with your partners uh, and your your advisors to understand your lease, understand the timelines, understand the rights and responsibilities, understand the option periods, 
Um, and you also need to understand what the current market is. So part of my evaluation with this, this exam, this law firm example, would be to abstract their existing lease, provide them with, excuse me, provide them with the um, pertinent data and again, timelines, dates, rights, responsibilities, so on and so forth, and explain to them how we use certain mechanisms to their advantage and as leverage in a, in a negotiation process. Um, if you're a, a property owner, it's a matter of you know, understanding the value of your property, um, how can you maximize uh, NOI and reduce expenses at the same time to, um, again, enhance that overall value of the property. Um, if it's if it's a newer property you just recently acquired, what kind of work needs to be done to it? Is there any deferred maintenance? Is there any are there any like features or things you can add to it to make it a more attractive property? Um, and go through that exercise as well. Um, again, property owners they don't always uh, uh, know everything that's available to them, and and it's uh, it's a fun process to go through and and help them you know, understand all the options. Well, you, you certainly cover a lot of ground, and it, uh, it seems like to me that you can be a great asset to any owner. I, I kind of put owners into, or, or business owners, that is, into three categories, those that lease, and they're, if they're thinking about either uh, selling off their business, they, understand, they need to understand how their lease is going to dovetail with that timeline. Those that buy uh, or own their building and expect to retain their building uh, after they sell their business and be the landlord, and they need to understand you know, how they can transition to that phase. And those that plan to sell their building maybe even before they sell their business. Uh, and uh, I think it sounds like you can be a great resource in any of those types of events, Chris, uh, for, to our listeners, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, thank you. The uh, best way is to email me or just call me directly. Uh, my email is chrisd at voitco.com, and my phone number is 949-263-5303. Great information, uh, Chris DeRizga. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I hope our listeners will get in touch with you and, and take advantage of that uh, free uh, evaluation where they can you know, just tell you what their situation is and and get some facts on what's going on in the marketplace and uh, have someone that they can uh, turn to when they need uh, great information like you've provided today. Thank you, Chris. It's, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to the next time. I hope you'll come on and uh, keep us updated periodically. Absolutely. I'll take you up on it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.